of the International Secret Police. Barney land their plane at Chongqing in the interior of China in order to leave Chang, the octopus gangster there, at the secret police post for further questioning. Leaving Speed in charge of the plane with Dr. Kingsley and little Jean, Clint, Barney, and Bob go to deliver their prisoner. Meanwhile, a dragon dance begins within sight of the plane and gradually draws nearer. As time passes and Speed begins wondering what has become of his uncle, the voice of the octopus is heard over the plane's short wave set, saying that if he ever wants to see Clint again, Speed should follow the dragon. Hello. Hello, octopus. He doesn't answer. He signed off, Speed. Something's happened to Clint. i got to find out what. But you can't follow that dragon parade, Speed. We don't know anything about this town of Chongqing. You might disappear, never to be found again. But Dr. Kingsley, we've got to find out what's happened to Clint and the others. The dragon is starting to leave, Speed. And if I don't follow it, maybe I'll be making an awful mistake. Maybe letting Clint down. Now listen, we've got to keep our heads in the case like this, Speed. Think carefully. Clint left orders for you to watch the plane, didn't he? Yes, sir. But he didn't know what might happen to him. Well, he's got Barney and Bob Gilmore along with him. That trio could more than hold their own against any attack that the octopus band might make. Yeah, it's daytime, too. The octopus gang couldn't pull anything too rough or the Chinese would see it and wonder what was up. Exactly. Furthermore, do you think that if the octopus really had Clint and the others in his power, he would let you know about it until they were well out of the way? Of course he wouldn't. I think the whole thing is a trick to get speed away from the rest of us. I do, too, Jean. The octopus knows that the only thing that would make Clint give up the pursuit would be to hold speed as hostage. Golly, it all makes sense, Dr. Kingsley. But I wish I had some way of making sure that Clint and Barney were safe. Doesn't the Chongqing branch of the secret police have a shortwave radio set speed? Uh, huh? Why don't you call them and see if Clint is there? What? Why, I never thought of that. Neither did I. <laughs> I'm afraid I was as confused as you were when that message came over from the octopus speed, and that's exactly what that criminal hoped for. That we'd be so excited that we'd act before thinking. Sure, that's it. Golly, Jean, you ought to be in the secret police instead of me. Oh, no, Speed. Just think of all the things you've done for the police. This is the first time I've ever helped, even the least bit. Well, it's sure been a big help this time. Let's see. Here's the book that has all the call letters of the secret police stations. Ah, uh, oh, here we are. Chung King, IS-14. I'll call him right now. Flight station IS-27, calling IS-14. Emergency. Standing by for two-way. Come in, please. Will they know you're calling if they're not tuned in for you, Speed? Yeah, Jean. The secret police have perfected lights for calls like this. Like the one this set has. Remember? You saw it flash on and off when the octopus was calling me. IS-27, calling IS-14. Standing by for two-way. Come in. IS-14 to IS-27. 
IS-14 to IS-27. Standing by. This is Speed Gibson. Is Clint Barlow there, IS-14? Barlow? One moment, please. Oh, I hope he's there. Yeah. If he isn't, I won't know exactly what to do. IS-27? Yeah? Mr. Barlow is here. He will speak to you in one moment. Oh, thanks. Thanks a lot. That's a relief. Oh, yes. I'm so glad. Oh, Speed. Is that you? Yeah, Clint. Are you all right? Sure. Why? I just had a call from the octopus over this set, saying that if I ever wanted to see you or Barney again, I should follow the dragon. You should what? Follow a phony dragon that was in a parade outside here. He said it'd lead me to you. Ah, uh, so he's up for his old tricks again, is he? He must be getting close, or he wouldn't have tried such an old trap. But he almost caught me, Clint. What do you mean? I was going to follow the dragon until Dr. Kingsley showed me that the octopus was probably bluffing, and Gene here thought of me trying to get you at the secret police station. Well, thank heaven someone was there to hold you back. Otherwise, we probably would have had to stay in Chung King looking for you. Now, Speed, you stay right there at the plane until I get there. Do you hear? Yes, sir. Now, we've delivered Chang to the captain here and explained everything. So we'll be returning shortly. And remember, don't leave the plane. I won't, Clint. I promise. But hurry back so we can get started for the bed again before anything else happens. Before anything else happens, Frah! Turn off that shortwave set, Quan Wu. I've heard enough. Yes, master. So I failed again, thanks to Dr. Kingsley and his small daughter. Do you not think it would be best for us to leave this black past in the Nian Tang Tang La mountain range, master? That is something I must consider most carefully, Quan Wu. Perhaps it would be best to stay here and await the secret police. But we are in a bad place for a raid, master. There is only one escape for our planes. Should they be blocked, we would be helpless. True. But I know this black pass well. I could hide my aviator so that when the police arrived, they would see no one. Then, possibly, they might attempt a landing, in which case uh, they would be captured and entirely at my mercy. I fear that you think too much of the secret police. Would it not be better to continue on to our headquarters and begin activities there? Let the police come if they will. They can be dealt with when their hour is upon them. It is for me to make the decision, Quan Wu. Yes, Master. It was merely a suggestion. To save your own skin, perhaps. If that were the case, I would have saved it long ago. But you would not have gotten far, Wu. Once a man serves me, there is only one way to freedom for him. I know. Ascension to the dragon. Death. And do not forget that. I never forget, Master. But the path is a hard one. This hut, crouched in a windy pass, is uncomfortable, unsafe. I will feel better when we are firmly established in our Tibetan headquarters. Why are you so uneasy lately, Wu? Do you doubt my uh, ability? No, Master, but a shadow came over me when I lost my lucky piece of jade. It was my stone of good fortune. Since then, things have gone wrong. Ah, superstition. Perhaps. But my ancestors believe in luck. And so do I. Master, do you not think we should have landed at Darshanlu and shown our papers so that our presence in Tibet will not be questioned at any time? What? Land at the gateway between China and Tibet and declare ourselves so that the border police can tell Clint Barlow and the others that we have arrived? But our assumed name... Anyone traveling in a plane arouses curiosity. And in Tibet, a certain amount of suspicion... 
They would tell Barlow all about us. Do you think he will land there? Of course. Barlow is always correct. He does everything in the right way. But would it not be wise to notify our men, the Dashan Lu, that we have landed? I have already done that by shortwave radio. Do not fear, Quan Mu. When Barlow and his friends land at the gateway to Tibet, they will find that even there the octopus has planned the most uh, unusual welcome for them. So, the octopus sent a dragon after you, kid. What next? Yeah, Barney. I almost fell for it. Wish I'd been here. I'd have wrapped that dragon around their necks. Oh, he was terrible looking, Barney. With rolling eyes and smoke coming out of his mouth and nose. And with the usual horrible noises accompanying such a dance. Weird music and gongs. Well, you were lucky, Doctor. Those dragon men must have been members of the octopus band. Or in his pay, at least. Anything might have happened, but I guess they couldn't pull anything too rough or someone might have noticed and come to your aid. Well, that's all over anyhow. How did you come out with Chang, Clint? Well, the captain is going to continue questioning him. And if they learn anything that might prove valuable to us, they'll let us know. Swell. Then we can get started on our flight again, huh? Uh, I don't think there's anything to stop us now. Do you, Bob? No, I'm all for taking off, Clint. All right. And I'll fly her this time, Barney. After your experience with Chang, you'd better take it easy for a while. Okay, fella. Where do we sit down next? At Dash and Lou. Huh. Sounds like something to eat. <laughs> I think even you'd have trouble downing a valley with tremendous mountains rising on either side of it, Barney. Yeah. What do you mean, even mean? <laughs> Dash and Lou. That name's familiar, Clint. Don't they call that the gateway to Tibet? Uh, from China, yes, Doctor. It's under nominal Chinese rule, but it is Tibetan in many things. Five main routes meet Daoshen Lu, and its population averages around, oh, 10,000, and consists of Chinese officials, Tibetan priests, and nomads of every race. Soldiers, traders, tribesmen. But at night, they say you can always hear the Tibetan prayer drums beating in the distance. Ooh, sounds like a spooky place, Clint. Will we stay there long? No, Jean, and Dashenlu is nearly as bad as it sounds. In fact, I think you'll find the place very interesting. While you, Speed, and your father are investigating its shots, I'll see that our papers are in order and also see if anyone has seen the octopus plane or any of the planes in his fleet. Have the secret police a station in Dashenlu? Well, there's one man, Bob. It's a small station and sees little action from all reports. The main reason we keep it there is because five main routes do enter Dashenlu. And if that valley is blocked, anyone would have to do a lot of mountain climbing to enter either Tibet or China in that area. Well, let's stop talking about the place and fly there, huh? All right. Well, Speed, climb in, start the motors, while I see that everything else is set. Okay, Clint. Right away. That's it. And now, Dr. Kingsley, you and the rest will climb in. Certainly, Clint. That's it. Now, watch your step there. My, but I'm glad Clint said we could come along on this flight. I thought you were a little afraid, Jean. Well, I am sort of, Mr. Gilmore. But it's so exciting that sometimes I'm more excited than I am scared. <laughs> I guess that's the real definition of courage, Jean. The blocks are out from the wheels, Clint. Okay. Refuel, took on more water, and have plenty of provisions. Yes, that's all, Barney. Oh, uh, shut the door after you. Yeah. Uh, I'll go up to the pilot's compartment and take over the controls now. If there's anything you want to tell me, just send word up. Okay, Clint, I'll do that. 
Well, you look as if you're all set to take us off, Steve. Gee, I'd like you, Clint. Can I? Well, you're pretty well loaded. I don't know. Well, I've flown loaded ships before. Oh, please, Clint. I'll make the prettiest takeoff you ever saw. All right. Okay, shoot. Oh, boy. Here we go. Wasn't that a swell takeoff, Clint? Yes, Steve. I only hope you make as good a landing as Dasha and Lou. Ah! 